Hello and welcome to my podcast, Breadcrumbs. Hopefully this is going to be the um, final one that we're going to um, finish up on with the questions. Um, I'm going to try to push through the questions as fast as I can so you guys can... We can move on to like another subject finally that um, that we can talk about. But I really wanted to get through the questions. This is important because getting to know yourself is important and it's painstaking and it's kind of like a little monotonous. You're like, oh my gosh, this is a little, this is a little much. But getting to know yourself, that's what it's all about. We really, really, really need to know who we are and what we're about and what we stand for and why we're who we are and what we would change about ourselves, what we need to change about ourselves, what we can't change about ourselves and how to learn to accept those things we can't change. So the, these are things and like we should know our strengths and we should know our weaknesses and we should know these things that um, that a lot of us don't. We don't take the time to learn about ourselves and and then we wonder why we can't love ourselves because we don't even know who we are. So, um, my next question is, um, what's the dumbest thing you've done that actually turned out pretty well? Hmm. Well, I do dumb things all the time. Like, I'm silly all the time. Um... I won't say dumbest, but, like, the worst I've ever planned something was, like, one of my children's birthday, this coming past, like, birthday. And, um, like, I thought I had it all planned out. Like, I was, like, all right, it's a double birthday because two of them are two days apart and, um, just in birthday, not birth year, but birthday. And, um, so I'm, like, all right, they're very, you know, close in the date, so we're going to just have a double birthday Instead of have like a birthday this week and then a birthday next week, we just do it all at once, get it out of the way. So I did that, and um, and I thought it was just like I planned as much as I could, and then come to find out, like I just missed out on so much of the actual planning. Like I didn't even have food. Like who has a party without food? I don't know. I had the cake. I had a really like everything that I did. I did to the top but it was just like actually like you not only do you not have food but you don't have like plates and knives for the air plates and forks for the cake like you have all these great things that you included like games and certain things like I just planned to plan to plan then I realized like the most important parts I missed so it's great it turned out great because my sister she was invited also and um, she showed up even though she's a really busy life with all her bougie friends. She still showed up and, you know, um, it was a dress-up party. So she came dressed up, which was kind of cool because she, like, supported that whole thing. And um, my kids are really happy to see her. And family was there, so that's what made it good. Like, all my family was there, so everybody was happy to see each other. But also, my sister stepped in and was like, all right, I'm going to get food. I'm going to go get this. You go get that. We're going to make this work. And it just, like, all came together really well. And I couldn't have asked for it to be better. In fact, no one who didn't know that I did a poor job of planning would have known that I did a poor job of planning um, because... 
of her just stepping in and we just knocked it out we did it before anybody arrived and it was just like it looked like everything was supposed to be the way it was and my sister just came through for me um and then she had her bridal shower and last minute I had to go I was like how do you not have this how do you not have that and I'm the one who just goes so I guess just like we completed each other's party experience you know in that but it was definitely it would have ended it would have been terrible had she not shown up so the dumbest thing I've ever done was like on that aspect of it is think I could plan an entire party I'm really good at party planning that's the thing it's just it was very short notice what I was going to do and um I just had so many things going on and taking the place of all these other things that I just didn't get everything done that I thought I was going to get done and then it came down to it and I was just like lost in the wind but um my sister took care of me so um next question is um they say that everyone has a book in them what would your book be about hmm, I'm writing it learning to love yourself the journey to loving yourself um what is something you will never do again? Oh, I will never kayak again. Hated it. But I try everything once. So I'm just saying, kayaking, not my thing. Hated it. Um, even though I love the water. That's why I tried it, because I love the water. But not for me. Just not for me. Um, and I wasn't like a, you know, like horrible... I wasn't acting like it was a hor horrible experience. I don't complain. I don't like being like, oh, this is miserable. I don't like it. But I held it together. And I, you know, tried to find all the good things about it. It was on the water. It was, it was okay. But I just, I kept going in circles. It wasn't paddling right. Like, I just, I, I just didn't enjoy it as an experience. But it was new, something new, something different. I'm glad that I tried it because now I know. I will not go kayaking again. Um, what do you, well, not by myself anyway. I'll say that. Because if I had a partner to kayak with, maybe it'd be different. So I could try that. But by kayaking by myself, never again. What do you spend the most time thinking about? Conspiracies? My kids? God? How I can improve myself? And how I can, um affect the people around me with love, light, and positivity. Um, what are some of the events in your life that made you who you are? Ooh, some of this is like really personal. Um, I'm just going to be like general, but my marriage made me who I am. My kids definitely made me who I am. Um, events in my life, being homeless, um, that definitely contributed to who I am because there was a time in my life when I was homeless. I had nowhere to go, slept on park benches. Um, it wasn't a very, very long time, like it wasn't years or anything, but it was, it was long enough to, you know, figure it out. Like I, like I said earlier, school doesn't teach you anything. It doesn't teach you how to adult. So I just had to figure it out and I figured it out. Um, but that contributed to who I am, um, being bullied, not going to go into great detail on that, but bully, being bullied contributed 
a lot to who I am. Um, I think those are the major things. Um, what do you wish your brain was better at doing? Oh my God. I wish my brain was better at remembering short-term things. And I wish my brain was better at time management and multitasking with time management. Yes. And not getting overwhelmed. Because I don't like when my brain does that. Mm, let's see. Uh, there are two types of people in this world. What are the two types? Mm. There are only two types of people in this world. People who like Doctor Who and people who don't. I'm just kidding. Um, two types of people in this world are the people who want to make the world a better place. I could take this to a funny place, but I'm not going to because I want to be real. Um, the people who want to make the world a better place, people who want to improve the world, and the people who are just here living off of the resources and just want to have... Like, they're greedy, and they just want to have a lot of money, and they just don't even know who they are. They just are doing what the world wants them to do and living a very shallow existence of life. And then there are people whose eyes are opened to the truth and the reality of the time that we have on Earth and what our purposes are and the spirituality of it and um, how important it is for us to give and put the positivity out into the environment. So there's like two people, two different types of people. And to make it even shorter, I could say there's two types of people, positive people and negative people. And you know what I'm talking about. All right. Um, what is the strangest thing you have come across? Mm. There was a um, animal I don't even know if it's classified as an animal, but it's called a southern mole rat. Okay. Um, WTF to this thing because its mouth opens like a freaking alien. Like it opens up like the tri, like the three points and it just opens up like kind of like an alien. That's all I can explain is like this alien thing that just opens up and it just keeps the expanse in its mouth keeps getting bigger and you're like what is this thing and it's got teeth and it's scary looking and um the the appearance of its skin is bat-like um but it's it's insecty a little bit like kind of has insect qualities but it's like big and fat and it's it's kind of like a bat, like it, it in its skin and the the plumpness of its like body and stuff. So like the best way to describe it, this thing is like absolutely weird looking. I thought when I found one, I thought I had discovered an alien. I thought this is it. This I'm I'm literally the person who actually found an alien on planet Earth, and this is just gonna go viral. But no, it's a southern mole rat. No, no, no. I'm sorry, not a southern mole rat. Southern mole cricket. Southern mole cricket is what it's called. Sorry for the 
the wrong name, but Southern Mole Cricket. I'm like, is it a cricket? Is it a mole? Is it a rat? What is it? Is it a bat? Is it, it, it's like part bat, part rat, part, um, I wouldn't even say cricket, like part nasty insect. It's big too. It's like bigger than your fist. Like it's big. It's pretty big. I was, I was like, what is this thing? You can't squish it because it would just like be like killing an animal. It's that big. You know, it's not like an insect you can just like step on. And I still have a problem with that because I'm just so compassionate. And I'm like, oh, just take the insect outside and let it fly away or whatever it is, you know. But um, if I like ever find a spider in my house and stuff, I don't squish it. I take it outside. That's the compassion in me. But um, this thing, this thing was grotesque and very weird and it's the strangest thing I've ever come across and so um what is something that you are certain you'll never experience oh I want to experience everything well hmm, I am certain I will never experience uh satanic worship <laughs> I'm certain and not just that, I'm certain I will never experience worshiping any other god but my god. So, like, that is for sure. Um, but I want to have as many experiences in life as I can. So I don't want to, like, push out all these great experiences that I could have, like, because they're scary or whatever. But definitely, definitely one of them would definitely, I would never worship another god or um, subscribe to another religion and experience it in a form of worship i like learning about other religions and learning about other cultures learning stuff but i would never actually like perform a ritual um to another god just that would never happen um pretty much any other experience i would probably be down for because i love experiences and adventures um what dumb accomplishment are you most proud of? Mm, I don't think accomplishments are dumb. I think every accomplishment is important and that you celebrate every single solitary, important, even the little things, they're important. Like, my kids, I tell them, like, every little thing that you do is important to me. So don't think that something's too small. My daughter decorated her bed with, like, these little... um little necklaces and bracelets and it looked so cute it was like kind of like she was like you know wanting to be a part of like decorating for Christmas you know so she just was like decorating it and she was so proud of it she had like all these like these necklaces kind of like like how you would put um garland on like um a railing or something she's in a bunk bed so it's it was just really cute and I was proud of her for it she was so excited about it you know like I think every accomplishment is important but like for me um I guess like what they mean is like something that's not you don't like not something to write home about um I guess like accomplishments would my dumbest accomplishment that I'm proud of would be um uh, learning to roller skate because I know how to roller skate 
not falling on behind on that. Um, well, there's gotta be better things than that. Um, dumb accomplishment. Oh my gosh. So, like, any video game that I play, whenever I, like, I have to, I'm a, I'm a, um, completionist. So, when I play a video game, I have to complete, like, I have to get every coin, I have to get, I have to, re like, get every single possible thing, every Easter egg, everything. And I beat certain games, and I get so excited about it, because I didn't just beat it and, like, get to the end, I also completed it. Like, there's nothing else you could do in that game that I haven't already done. And those are, like, dumb accomplishments, because, like, there's not really anything in life. It doesn't contribute to my life in any way, but as a completionist, I'm pretty happy about it. So that's the answer to that one. Um, if you could make one rule that everyone had to follow, what rule would you make? It would be that uh, I think that if everybody had to um hug somebody at a certain time of day like had to it was like against the law if you didn't more people would just be happier in better moods so it'd be my rule like everybody had to hug or like if like if everybody had to follow the rule the, the question is kind of like convoluted because rules people break rules so like then people are gonna break rules so what's the point of making the rule only people who want to follow the rule are going to follow the rule. But if it's a rule that everyone had to, like, follow because it was just some, like, you know, way that no one could disobey this rule. Not that they, like, didn't want to, but they really just couldn't. It was, like, no, not possible for them cosmically. Like, they just were, like, forced to do this one thing. Which I'm against forcing, but if you're forcing, if, like, we are being forced to do something positive or like something good I think that like eventually everybody would um start wanting to do it because of how good it is maybe but then again I'm like against forcing people to do stuff but like it's a fine line too because I I'm, like drag my kids to church you know and drag <laughs> when I say drag they don't want to go half the time and I didn't when I was a kid like I didn't get it when I was a kid um and like I said, I don't believe what I hear. So at the time, like, I didn't even really believe, believe, um, or know God. I just went and was like, oh my God, this is the worst way to spend Sundays. Oh, but, um, I'm glad that I was dragged to church because, um, all of those things that were poured into me at a young age, even though at the time I didn't have, like, I didn't have the belief there yet. Um, when I finally did find that to be true on my own, and when I researched it and found God on my own, then all those things port came back, like flooded back. Like I remembered all the stories, all the things, and it helped build my knowledge base of the Bible and, and helped me further my relationship with God. So, um, if I can make a rule that everyone had to follow, because that's the question, I keep steering away from it. Everyone, no one would be able to say anything negative to somebody else. That would be the rule. No negativity, period. That's it. Um, what are you addicted to? I'm addicted to puns. I think I said it earlier, but I'm addicted to them. Um, what else? I'm addicted to my kids. 
I'm addicted to God. I'm addicted to um, love. <laughs> I love loving people. And I just want to love everybody. I'm addicted to helping people. Addicted. Like, I just, I, I constantly am racking my brain of ways in which I can contribute in a positive way to the world. And um, that's why I have a podcast. Because that's one of the ideas that I came up when I was racking my brain. And eventually I'm going to have a YouTube. And I'm just going to keep trying to change the world. So, you know. I'm one person, but I do believe I can make a difference. Um, what stereotype do you completely live up to? Oh, none. Like, none. Um, I am so different from any kind of stereotype that you could stereotype. Just I'm like all the stereotypes in one, maybe, with the exception of like a few like really bad ones. But I just, I don't subscribe to any stereotype like there's nothing that is like oh this is you completely if anything the closest would be like theater geek or cosplay geek or just geek in general um because it's the closest but I'm just I don't subscribe to any kind of boxes so um what is something you can never seem to finish anything oh my god I'm the worst like I can't finish my writing half the time. I like start something and I'm like, oh, this is so good. And I write down, you know, my whole idea and then I start it. Don't finish it most of the time. Um, I can't seem to finish any, like anything. I'm, I'm terrible with consistency. There, It's just weird. Like I can binge something like I binge watch Netflix or I can binge clean I can binge some doing something but like consistency and consistency or finishing it because when I binge do something I take on so much that I don't finish it so I am really bad at that um definitely craft projects I never finish any of them I have so many ideas for all these crafts and art things I in my art too like I don't put out as much art as I want to because I don't finish it because I like get an idea I start it and then I'm like oh I get another idea to start it and I get another idea and I get started and then I just keep doing that and then I get overwhelmed and then I stop and then I go back to one idea but then like I have another idea and it's just like constant if you could see what my brain looks like it's probably like a tornado just like all over Every thought in my head just just being whipped around. Um, that's what it's like. So I can't seem to finish anything. That's with me. But as I said, these are questions that we're learning about ourselves. We're learning so we can learn things about ourselves. And we can accept the things that we can't change. And we work on the things we can change. And that is something that I can change. I can change not being able to finish something. I just need to find ways in order to accomplish that. And um, that's one of the things that I'm going to work on on myself. Um, as you get older, what are you becoming more and more afraid of? Um, my kids growing up in this sad world. I'm afraid of bad things happening to them. That's, that's really it. Um, I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of my kids being harmed on this earth. 
um, and not understanding why or who, you know, could do something like that to a human being, um, any kind of hurt, any kind of pain, I'm, I'm just afraid of my kids experiencing that, so, um, what is one of your favorite smells? Vanilla, um, no, actually my favorite is Favorite smell is citrus. Anything citrusy. Lemony, orangey, tangerine Just any kind of citrus. Oh, I love citrus smell. Um, what would be the scariest monster you could imagine? Hmm. I think... My imagination gets the best of me a lot of times. But, like, I also... I also am, like, this person that, like, whenever I had, um, like, any kind of fear of something, I always empathized with it, like, a monster or something, like, oh, poor monster, just, you, you know, he, it's not his fault it's that way, you know, like, that's kind of how I got through any, like, the fears that I had of monsters or things like that, um, The scariest monster would be, actually, this is going to go a little deep, but the scariest monster would be someone who, in a real person, who is good looking, charming, but evil. That's the scariest monster to me because people are fooled and people are, um, you know, enchanted by their looks. And yet, they're being manipulated and hurt and battered and beaten and broken um, because that person has control over them. So that's the scariest monster for me. A narcissist. So, I guess what they want is like a physical description of one. And I guess like it'd be pretty scary to see like a minotaur or something like that like just like come at you. But... To me, the scarier is inside, not the outside. Um, what song or artist do you like but rarely admit to liking? Yes. Yes, I loved them. The Hanson Brothers or Hanson. I listened to them. Still, I listen to them. Like... How can you be in a bad mood when you listen to that song? I mean, it's a little embarrassing because, like, I don't know, like, everyone's like, really, Mbop? But the song doesn't even make sense. Like, analyze the lyrics. It don't even make sense. But it's still just, like, a feel-good song you listen to. It's just, I don't know, put a smile on my face. So, them. Um, Spice Girls, but I've, I don't, I'm not embarrassed, really, truly embarrassed of anything I listen to or anything I do, because I'm like, I don't care what the world thinks, but I guess Spice Girls isn't all that, like, for a while, wasn't that popular, I think they're coming back now, but, um, I love them, I, NSYNC, like, I am big, huge into boy bands sometimes, like, I have moods for different musics, and some days I'm, like, all about the boy bands, I just, Flip on in sync or Backstreet Boys. I'm pretty sure that would be embarrassing to most people. But like I said, I don't really care. Um, see, um, 
what would you do if you knew you were going to die in one hour? I would call up all my loved ones, have them with me, hold them, and spend my last hour writing uh, what I want all of them to carry with them. And I would, I would probably podcast my last hour because I would just want to get one last message of love, light, and positivity out. And um, that would be, like, important to me. What book impacted you the most? Oh, um... Oh, man, there's so many. I love books. Um, a book that impacted me the most. Harry Potter, I would have to say, because when... Unlike any other book, when Harry Potter came out, the second the new book came out, I was at the bookstore at like the midnight release, ready to own a new copy. That, I just needed to know what happened next. Like I needed to know what happened. And um, so that was it. very impactful. And it took me to a world, like Harry Potter got me through some dark times. It took me to a world that existed in my imagination and it just, I didn't have to be where I was at the time. I could just be in that magical world of Hogwarts and, you know, Gryffindor and Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw, which is the, the house that I think I would have been in, the Ravenclaw. But anyway, um, so that book impacted me the most, I think because it got me through some dark times and I could escape to that world. Um, as far as like impacted me in my personal life, like impacted me in the decisions that I make and the things that I do. Um, there's one book called Power of a Praying Wife. And um, it definitely opened my eyes up to the power of prayer in general. And how much power you have um, over the enemy just in prayer. And then another one called um, He Came to Set the Captives Free. And that one was just like mind-blowing. Like it's pretty much like the underground spiritual stuff that they don't teach you in church. The opposite side of the coin. Like this woman was a satanic priestess, a high priestess. And then she turned Christian and she write, wrote an entire book of her life as a satanic priestess in the, in the perspective, because now she's Christian, so in the perspective of a Christian. It was just like mind-blowing. just incredible. Um, if you had to change your name, what would you change it to? Oh my gosh. Um, I always thought Ashley was a terrible name because it's so common. And so many people have that name. And growing up, I just hated that name. I, I, I've i grown into it now. I'm just like, you know, it's whatever. But I was always wanted like some kind of like really exotic name that like when someone meets me, they know when someone's talking about me, everybody knows that they're talking about me and not any other person. So like a name that really just like stands out. Like 
I don't even, like, I guess I'm one of those people that I wouldn't have cared if I would have had, like, a name, like, Star or, like, um, just Sunrise or something. Like, I wouldn't have cared. I would have actually preferred that over Ashley. But, um, it's just Ashley's such a common name. That's why I named all my children something really special because there's no other like them. And, um... They have really special, special names. I will actually tell you because I'm so proud of the naming thing. Um, my firstborn, obviously, um, my ex wanted the firstborn named after him. So, like, that one wasn't original, but his name wasn't common. So, um, his name was Keith and then um, changed his middle name to be Nathan. And then um, my next child was a girl and she was my first girl and I named her Nyla because I wanted her sorry I had a little bit of an interruption um they're supposed to be taking a nap and they do not want to take a nap so anyway um the um the child I was going through my children's names so Nyla um, was my next child, and um, NY, L-A-H, and NY stands for New York City, which is the um, the place where Broadway is, and the home of Broadway, and um, I wanted to, like, pass that love on to her, like, a love of fulfilling your dreams. When I was younger, I wanted to be on Broadway, I wanted to act, I wanted um, theater to be a part of my life, um, and it was just a very huge passion of mine um, at the time. Now I have many passions, but it was just like, I was really big into that. Um, and I still am, but I wanted to pass, pass that love on to her. So New York is city where dreams come true in Broadway. And then um, LA, which is Los Angeles, city of angels. So like the city where people, you know, like where... People's dreams come true, but also it's called the City of Angels. Like, I feel like angels protect that city in a way. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It just, it, just, it sounds beautiful. And then um, that's also another place where acting dreams come true. But all kinds of dreams come true in L.A. And um, I just, I wanted to pass it on to her. Like, I wanted her to have a name where it stood out and... Her, she could use it to, like, it means her dreams coming true. Like, that's what I wanted to mean. And then H at the end, so it's N-Y-L-A-H, and H at the end for heaven, because that's where she was sent to me from. And um, that that's her name. And then I had another son, and I didn't know if he was going to be a boy or girl, so I gave him a name that was both, like, boy or girl. Um, because I didn't want to call my baby in my belly it until I found out all the way through the pregnancy because I wanted to wait. I already had my boy or had my girl. I wanted to wait, um, to find out what I was having, like wait to find the gender when my baby was born. And I waited and, uh, found out he was a boy on his day that he was born. And, um, so his middle name was determined on whether or not he was going to be a boy or girl. But his first name was already chosen. We had called him Riley. Um, just the spelling was going to change if he was a boy or girl. That's all, really. 
Um, and he is very much a Riley. Like, everything about him, I don't know how to explain it, very much a Riley. Um, he's the one that's most like me. He's the one that has most of my characteristics, most of my passions, most of my loves. It is really, like, um, he's also an empath. Just, we're so much alike in so many ways. Um, then my next child, um, Davin, and it's D-A-V-V-Y-N, and it's a combination of Devin and Gavin because I liked the name Gavin, and my ex liked the name Devin, and I didn't want to name him Devin, and he didn't want to name him Gavin, so I said, why don't we just, like, really compromise and put the names together, and I really like it. I wanted the spelling to be obvious that it was not Davin, like D-A-V-I-N, so, like, I didn't want people to say Davin, and, like, because that would be how it would be said, because it looks like David, but with an N. So, I, um, I had the two V's put after the A, so D-A-V-V-Y-N, and I just like the Y, so I put that in there instead of an I, and the sucky thing is when you put two V's together, it looks like a W, and people type it as a W, so a lot of times on paperwork that, um, I fill out comes back as Darwin instead of Davin, and it sucks. But uh, then my very last child, which is my baby girl, um, her name is Halen, and that is Nyla spelled backwards. So it's H-A-L-Y-N, and my um, daughter Nyla is N-Y-L-A-H, and they're connected by their name, mirror images of each other. I thought that was really cool that I did that. But none of them are just like common everyday names. So I was really proud that, you know, they could have that special. Somebody's talking about Nyla. Um, they're talking about my daughter, Nyla. They're not talking about anybody else. Like in my school, there were so many times when I got people confused, rumors and things with me because just because my name was Ashley and there was another Ashley that did something crazy. And they're like, Ashley, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, what? I didn't do that. It was just because my name was Ashley. Okay. Some other Ashley did it, not me. So it was just. I hate having common names. I don't like anything common. I want to go so against the mainstream. It's not even funny. Um, if life is a game, like some people say, what are some of the rules? Mm, sadly, um, life to succeed in the world's eyes, because there's like you play the game two ways, right? And to succeed in the world's eyes, you have to learn to um, manipulate people and you have to learn to um, definitely have to have a thick skin in either um, in either like path you choose, which way you play the game. But um, the rules are, you know, that you can't quit because then game over. Um, you, in, in playing the game, like in the world's way, you just try to find a way to make as much money as you can and have as many things as you can. In playing it the way that I play it, um, you, your goal is to, the objective is to spread as much love, light, positivity as you can to the world. And, um, and what Definitely in both, what you give is what you get back. Um, definitely, um, that's a definite rule in both 
sets of way, ways of playing the game. Um, but I would have to say that um, when you play the game my way, it's much more satisfactory and you don't always feel like an empty hole, like you're trying to fill an empty hole. In the other way of playing the game, you're constantly chasing after this like end prize that you never end up with. Um, so those are the, like, if life was a board game, which it is a board game, so there's that, but, um, have as many life experiences as you can to win the game on my side of it, you know, have as much money as you can to win the game on the world side of it. Um, the rules, there's like rules that, you know, would apply to life period in general is, um, just don't, um, don't hurt people and don't take away from people because you're going to be, it's going to happen to you. And like loss happens, bad things happen. That's just part of the life, the game of life. Um, take the good with the bad. So that's, that's the game of life. Um, who is or was your most interesting friend? Oh, I have so many friends. There's so many friends that I love. Um, I have only a handful of like really close friends who knew me really, really well, but I love everyone. So like I consider everyone a friend, but like best friends only have like five. Um, that really know me and know everything about me. Um, most interesting friend. <gasps> I have actually, this isn't my best, one of my besties, but it said most interesting. So I have a friend, um, she's an older lady and she was in the time of the Holocaust. Like she was, uh, she was literally saved from being killed. Like she was smuggled out of the country and everything. Like, Oh my gosh, her story is so incredible and interesting. Like, I love listening to people's stories. Everybody has a story, and it's just amazing all these stories that I hear and I find out about people. So, um, she was the most interesting of all, though. Have you ever given to any charities? Um, yes, I have. Um, mainly, like, uh, within the churches and stuff like that, to missionaries, um, I've given to like, um, pet adoption charities and things like that. Um, so yes, I have given to charities. Um, what is something that your friends would consider? So you, um, unicorns, rainbows, like sparkly stuff, cats, cat, anything cat. Everyone's like, that is so you, Ashley. I'm like, I know cause it's cats, cat stuff, like anything cat cat print, cat ears, cat headband, cat purse, like name it. I have it. It's cat. Um, and the funny thing is I don't own a cat at this current moment, which is very, very sad because I need a cat. Like, I feel like that would complete me is having a cat. Um, so yeah, cat stuff is so me. Anything blingy. I, I like things that are like stand out not because like they're expensive or anything like I love costume jewelry as much as I do real jewelry like it's all the same to me I don't care how much you pay for it I just like things that are different um I would wear a tiara 
like I would wear um, fairy wings or like whatever like just things that are different so people would definitely anything that's out there different people automatically be like that is so you and I have a friend that just collects unicorn stuff for me and just anything she sees that's a unicorn she's like Ashley this is so you so definitely unicorn stuff um what risks are worth taking um love if you really really want to have companionship with someone and you find someone that you think is worth getting to know and being with um it's worth the risk of getting hurt to um put yourself out there because you never know what could happen and it's a potentially amazing thing that you would be blocking off if you didn't take the risk um let's see what else is worth risks worth taking facing your fears for sure the risk the reward far outweighs the risk um it's definitely worth taking that risk of like dying you think you're gonna die like being afraid of heights you like oh my god i'm die definitely gonna die but you don't and most of the time your fears don't lead you to your death it's just your fear um a tiny little spider in the corner of the room is not gonna kill you you think it will but facing your fear is actually going to make you a better person um other risks worth taking um doing something that you want to do like my sister did just going in there and saying this is what i want to do and this is how hard i'm going to work for it um just like saying okay i'm going to pursue this no matter what the obstacles are because i want to do it because it'll make me happy and because it lines up with my passion those are always great risks to take because you're going to the reward is just going to far outweigh the risk once you realize um another one is leaving a a codependent slash abusive relationship this is one of the things that i want to life coach on and that i want to help people with because anybody hearing this you can get out and it seems like a risk it seems like a risk beyond all risks and you think that your world is going to end you think life is over as you know it if you leave it outweighs it to be able to breathe the air and feel freedom it is so it's so worth it to leave um so those are those things um let's see what's next um what can you not get right no matter how many times you try making pancakes i am the most well, I'm not the best cook, but I love to cook, and I think that my my cooking speaks for itself when other people say it's great, and they love it, and um, I try new things, but one thing that I cannot get right is pancakes, so that is that. Um, the next question is, uh, if you could convince everyone in the world to do one thing at one point in time, what would that thing be? To hug. For everyone to just hug. Find somebody and just hug them. That would be it. Or face their fear. Or do something to like give to the community or to, you know, to somebody who needs it. Like, I think that would be it. To open their eyes to the world around them and see that it's not what they, what it seems. And um, so that would be the one thing. Um, what do you take for granted? I try not to take anything for granted. 
um, I really, really try, try hard not to take anything for granted. So it's re that's a really hard question. I'm sure there's something in my life that I take for granted. Like, um, um, the only, like, okay, I take for granted the fact that we have indoor plumbing because some people don't, like, in this world have no toilets and they just have to use the great outdoors. And, um, you don't, you don't really think about those types of things. Like, I do find a lot of things, like, I appreciate my car all the time. I appreciate the roof over my head. I appreciate a lot of things that I just see on a normal basis. But I don't think I've ever sat down and said, thank the Lord for indoor plumbing. But yet, it is definitely something that I appreciate and I shouldn't just, like, take for granted. And just, I should appreciate it. Um, it sounds weird, but. Uh, the next one is, what would be some of the most annoying things about having yourself as a roommate? Oh, I talk all the time. I, um, oh my gosh, what else? Um, I think talking all the time would just be the most annoying thing. So, like, both of us would be talking all the time. Like, if I had another me, that's why there's not another me. Because, like, there can only be one, Ashley. One ash kitten in the world is enough, I think. <laughs> um, even though my son is almost exactly like me, but we get along so well. So it would be if I had another me, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. It wouldn't be that annoying because we would just talk about things that we both like. We would know what each other likes. It's like everything the same. Um, so it would be kind of mm. oh my gosh, my stomach is growling. I must be hungry. Um it would be kind of interesting, but like annoying habits would be, we would definitely cut in on each other's talking a lot and that would be annoying. Um, so yeah, that's probably the, the procrastination. I'm a procrastinator. I try not to be. I'm trying to fix that too. Um, but both of us procrastinating would be probably a really bad thing. Probably annoy both of us two Ashley's that's crazy um what's something you are self-conscious about Ooh, dang that's a deep one hmm all right yeah they got real deep just now um so like my insecurities um definitely like I feel I'm insecure about certain things. Um, oh my gosh, it's hard. I can't do this. Okay, I'm gonna be real with you guys. So, like, I I don't feel like um, sugarcoating this, but I have derma, which is a um, or dermatillomania. That's derma for short. Dermatillomania and it's a skin picking disorder. Sounds disgusting, I know. This is why I was like hesitant on saying it out loud. Um, but it has held me back a lot. I've had it um, under control for a pretty good amount of time. Then, like, I have bad days and some bad weeks, and um, it's usually like on my face. So it's sometimes just like not. A nice thing to look at and I'm very insecure about it because 
when it gets really bad, um, I go out in public and even with makeup on and stuff, stuff you could see it. Um, and people have this assumption that I do drugs because of that. So, and I don't do it in public. It's just that they see the aftermath and they just like, oh yeah, she's like, she's picked her face. That's, she's a meth addict. And that really like bothers me because it's not just been once or twice. Like it's happened every time I've ever had a bad episode and I've gone out. It's been like that bad. Um, I have it under pretty a good amount of control right now. I'm not going to say it's gone completely, but it's like under control where I, I've not had some really, really bad episodes in a while. And that's really good. But it's hard and I'm working every day towards it. It's like a form of OCD that you can't get rid of. And you try and you try and try and try. But I'm, I believe that the mind is something that you can control. And your thoughts are something that you can control. And that you can program your brain to do something that you want it to do. And that's what I'm really focusing on. And it's working. So hopefully uh, it continues to work. But that's something I'm really insecure about. Um... Also, my lips get really chapped sometimes, and I'm insecure about that. I'm, like, always trying to put on lip gloss and stuff like that. Um, that's really, really it, I think. Um, those are the main things, but they're huge, you know. Um, what personality trait do you most value, and which do you dislike the most on myself? Um... I value the fact that I'm not judgmental. I feel like that holds a lot of value because I'm able to extend friendships and um, and relationships with people and they know that no matter what, I'm never going to judge them for anything they do. But they also know that I'm a Christian and I have my beliefs and I'm strong in my beliefs. Um, so I'm... I'm not um for some of the things that they do like I wouldn't do them but I don't judge them and um they, I think they appreciate that a lot and I I find value in that um and the fact that I just don't give a crap what anybody thinks about the decisions that I make and the things that I do because they're my decisions and me as a person and who I am um so those are some character personality traits that I really really uh, like about myself what I dislike about myself is procrastination um and the bad time management um the um oh and then I also love my positivity that's something I really love about myself characteristic but I'd say bad things definitely the procrastination the um the talking too much of trying really trying not to and that, and that helps my podcast you guys are helping me because I'm talking all on my podcast and then during the day my friends are like wow you're not talking as much and I'm like yes yes I'm listening I'm listening to your problems and listening to what you have to say it's so great um so I'm getting all my verbal stuff out on this and then when I talk to people it's like normal conversation and not just me talking and talking and talking. Um, 
and I would say personality traits that I dislike would be the fact that I overanalyze everything. I just analyze and analyze and analyze. Everything has to make sense or it doesn't, or I can't deal. Um, it just has to make sense. So, um, I think we have time for like two more questions. What small gesture from a stranger made a big impact on you? Um, I have a friend, my one of my biggest supporters, Clark Kent. And um, he just like has been super supportive of my podcast and um just like little things like him snapchatting listening to my podcast things like that has made big impact on me um because it just makes me feel good that i'm really making a difference in somebody's life and i'm not just like putting it all out there for it to just go away and my i'm being listened to by real people and <laughs> like and i'm being appreciated and that feels really good so, um, that, and, um, maybe two more, let's see, um, what gets you fired up? Well, I don't know what they mean by fired up, like excited or angry. All right, I'll do both because what gets me fired up angry is judgmental people, people who are very judgmental or people who are arrogant or people who are, um, like think they're better than everybody which is arrogance so i just said that twice um and then what gets me fired up and excited is love light and positivity positivity gets me excited and puns puns get me excited <laughs> so excited there needs to be like a pun convention i would just i would just love it it would be punvention oh my god i i punvented that oh my god i gotta stop because i'm i'm gonna I'm going to mess you guys up. I'm sorry. Okay. So, um, so, um, I can't even think right now because I'm fired up about puns. Um, I get fired up about God. I get fired up about my beliefs in a positive way. Um, I get fired up about cooking because I love to cook. I get fired up. Oh, I get fired up about my kids. Above all, I get fired up about my kids. Like, anything they do. They're, like, we're going to have, like, a little fake soccer game in the backyard. Yes! Let's do this! So fun! I get fired up, like, crazy. I get fired up singing. I get fired up motivating people. I just get fired up all the time. Get fired up. All right. Um, one last question. What challenging thing are you working through these days? Oh, I am working through a divorce and kids that are coming out of a divorce. That's really challenging. And that's real. That's real, folks. That's real life. Um, and that is all the time that I had for this segment. It will be continued into the last segment. And I promise you it's the last segment on the next segment because I probably will not spend another hour answering questions. So if the 200 questions don't get answered, I apologize. Um... But thank you guys so much for subscribing. If you've subscribed, thank you for listening and join me in my next segment and I will answer some more questions and hopefully finish out all of these things. Um, you guys are great and thank you so much. Bye.